This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. And Charlie, I have only one thing to say to you. And what would that be? Metasequoia <laughs> glyptostroboides. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> All right. All right. So tell us, what is that you were just that, speaking that of? That is a dawn redwood, not spelled D-A-W-N, like the sunrise. Mm, good. And we were over at High Park mm-hmm. last week, uh, ready to go to our, our regular little meal at the, uh, yep. at the Grenadier, and uh, there's a gorgeous tree. There's there. more than one. Yeah, oh, but we sat on a bench yeah. right by one of them. And that was and and uh, Charlie said, "Do you know what that is?" I said, "Well, uh, it's no. a tree. It's a tree. <laughs> yes, it's a nice tree." She said, "No, it's Metasequoia glyptos strobodes." So what the hell's that? <laughs> and, well, so he's been working on it all week. I, Charlie wrote me down a little slip of paper, and I kept it in the car. And uh, what do you call it? I kept repeating uh, it. Yeah, yourself. yeah. Good. So there you go. Soon you're going to be impressing people about not only nematodes, but oh, also no. your Latin ability to identify I trees. No, I feel out. so good. I feel so gardenful. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Gnomeful, more like it. <laughs> anyway, oh, and the story of how I got here this morning. Well, we'll get out of that later. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, both of us. Yeah. We, stay away from the southbound Don Valley Parkway. Whoa. It is closed or was. Oh, stay away from uh, sleepy pills that you take at 2.30 <sighs> in the morning. I slept right through. Anyway, we'll anyway. tell you more about that. Yeah, stay off the roads if you can today. <laughs> There's some real wacko drivers. But a good-looking day. Beautiful. Uh, doors open. Oh, today. yeah, yeah. Is doors we, open, we Toronto. We I'm, might even have uh, folks in. Maybe not. It doesn't not start till 10. 10 well, here at the are. Zoomerplex, but uh, the Zoomerplex is open today. Right. So come on down to 70 Jefferson Avenue. You can tour about the, muse- the TV museum. You can apparently come in and watch live radio. And I'll be on the air from 2 to 3.30. So you, people can come and yeah. gawk at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw vegetables and stuff, yeah. Oh, anyway. well, they, with the garden show in mind, they, well, yeah. too late, Makes I sense. guess. Uh, all right, do you want to give the numbers? I bet, I've better. got announcements. Here we go. Okay. Uh, for Toronto area listeners, here's how to get a hold of Charlie Dobbin on the Garden Show here at AM 740-416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Take it away, Charlie. Thank you. Today, the Burlington Horticultural Society annual plant sale. Beautiful day for it, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Large selection of perennials, herbs, and vegetables, parking lot on New Street beside the Curling Club. Also today, a plant sale from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Perennials, houseplants, vegetables and herbs at the St. Mary Star of the Sea Church, Lakeshore and John Street in Port Credit. Tomorrow, the Greater Toronto Horticultural and Water Garden Society is having their annual plant sale. Water lilies, marginals, bog plants, as well as perennials and annuals. This is at the Banbury Community Centre, which is Leslie and Lawrence, from 10 until 2 tomorrow. 
<clears throat> As I mentioned, doors open Toronto. All kinds of really interesting buildings are are open to the public. Mm-hmm. Get the you know the the peak uh, you know in behind. See the sneak stuff. Uh, Ten till five, we're open here at seventy Jefferson Avenue. Um, I'll tell you, just the TV museum alone. Oh. Oh, my gosh, what a fabulous place. Yeah. Also, we should mention our sister station, Classical 96.3. Sure, because uh, you're going to want to go watch well, live sure. classical music. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's really <laughs> scintillating. Anyway, Tuesday, May 26th at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, there is um, the fifth annual Woman to Woman Luncheon. Mm. It's very lovely. Uh, and, of course, the weather looks amazing this year. It's lunch in the garden, uh, al fresco, gourmet food. All the best caterers are there. There's wine stations positioned within the gardens, and it's all very alluring. Of course, it's dress appropriately. Yes, yes. Hats, fascinators, um, oh. garden wear, wow. uh, dresses and stilettos. It's going to be like the red carpet at Con, right? Oh, they don't want yeah. you in if you're not dressed right. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll, we'll learn more about that. But that's from 12 noon until 2.30. Uh, Claudia Zucata-Ria from the Toronto Botanical Gardens will be joining us later. She's going to give us the inside scoop on the Women to Woman event and what else is going on at TBG. This Thursday, May 28th, I'm on Rogers Daytime TV. So if you're in the Toronto area or Scarborough, you can go to Cable 10 or Cable 63 and watch myself and Aaron Fulton Gurgis. We are going to be on there talking about the Bluffs Gates Open Home and Garden Tour. Wow. Remember I'm last talking year? about this yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah, and Aaron came on the show last year. I think she'll come on again this year. It's a this is a very important fundraiser for the local hospitals and I'm helping it's out like 10 homes as I remember. Exactly. And it's it? not just gardens, it's homes, it's yeah, in, yeah. in and out, which is what makes it unusual and interesting. You, you get a peek at, you know, how they really live. I know, know, and Aaron's house <laughs> is really nice. Uh, and Aaron is hosting a cocktail party afterwards where I will be demonstrating... Oh. Something or other. I can't even remember. I, I will be showing up. <laughs> I was going to say. So that'll be fun. Yeah, you might want to uh, You might want to come into that if you can. Uh, all right. One more thing is New Market Garden Club holding their annual plant sale Sunday, May 31st, 1 p.m. sharp. First come, first served. 200 Doug Duncan Drive in New Market. Oh, sorry. One more. Same day, Sunday, May 31st, the Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is meeting at 2 p.m. at the Royal Botanical Garden Center located at 680. Plains Road West in Burlington. They're in rooms three and four. Everyone is welcome to attend this meeting. Of course, there's no entrance or parking fees. Okay. Done? Uh, yeah. And, and we've got to push right along here yes, because we're just a little bit over our time. Uh, and so I want to talk here about Sierra Sill <laughs> and the new product that I think you know more about than I, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, They've got a all I know is active. that... Yeah, it's it's an active sericil. It's it's active formula they call it. So it's the same great magical minerals that keep those joints working and and mm-hmm. pain free, but it also has the addition of something called curcumin. And as it turns out, people throughout Asia have benefited from curcumin for centuries. So it's a very old natural medicine. It's the orange pigment in turmeric. Of course, turmeric is the primary ingredient in curry. So it's a potent antioxidant. It offers numerous health benefits, including supporting joint health and cardiovascular function and helping to maintain the body's normal inflammatory response. So all of this is is very, very good because the, the Sierra Sil people, you and I, have, oh, we love yep. them. They're great people. They're out of Vancouver. 
But they've been expanding the line as they've discovered some some pretty neat sprays, and like this being one of them, and and this of course being yeah. a pill that's taken daily for the same uh, reduction of joint inflammation and and a pain free active lifestyle. So for more information, check them on the web at crsil.com or give them a call at one eight seven seven joint fourteen s i e r r a s i l. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, here we are on a beautiful Saturday morning, a little on the cool side. Some of you might be uh, checking your frost-bound plants out there this morning. Oh, my goodness. Don't even suggest it. I know. But uh, hopefully everybody covered anything tender or put things away in the garage like I did. I heard on the radio that's it's been 45 years since a May 23rd had a frost warning at Pearson Airport. Holy cow. And it's been since the 1800s in downtown Toronto. Wacky weather. Yep. Well, let's check and see what's going on in Oakville. Is it wacky there? Earl will tell us. Hi. Good morning, Earl. Hi, Frank. Hi, Charlie. Good morning. Uh, I would like to know about mulch. My nephew, Tyler, put uh, mulch. He's a landscaper and mm-hmm. he put mulch in this year. What should I know and what shouldn't I know about mulch? So he um, put mulch onto your gardens? Yeah. Okay. And was it a wood, like a chipped wood? Yeah, it's got wood chips in it. Okay. So we love mulch because it helps keep moisture in the soil. Mm-hmm. It helps keep the weeds down. Yeah. It smells great. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It As it decomposes, it adds organic matter to your soil. Mm-hmm. So there's five th- benefits to mulch. Mm-hmm. However, the one addendum I would add is that you don't want to put mulch onto gardens too early in the spring Mm -hmm. prior to the soil warming up. Mm -hmm. If you put mulch on too early, you actually hold the cold into the soil. And, of course, happy plants are plants with warm soil and warm roots, and they're growing actively. Is it as porous as the other topsoil? Excuse me. It, um, well, the chipped bark mulch is very, should be very porous. Mm-hmm. If it's pure cedar, like it's made chipped up different yeah, trees yeah. typically. If it's pure cedar mulch, we will, we do find sometimes that when it draw, becomes very, very dry and hot and sunny, the oils in the cedar tend to make almost a, um, what, what, like a seal on the mulch. And sometimes it's hard to get water to penetrate through very dry cedar mulch. So you have to kind of move it around a bit, just even, you know, with a, with a fork or whatever. Move it around a bit, water will get in right away. But it's a great way to save on your water bill and to also limit the number of weeds that come up in your garden. Okay, thank you, sweetheart. You're very welcome. Thanks right. for your call. Bye. Thank you. That, well, that's the first time someone's called you a sweetheart. Uh, yeah, now, that is. That, well, you, would never, you would never call me sweetheart. <laughs> no, are no. you kidding? <laughs> Surely would kill me. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I just meant that you know. Yeah, you're always. I'm always harassing you so much. It's, you exactly. Mm. You are, Teresa. And oh, hey, first time caller, oh, Teresa oh, from wait, Curtis. Where's, there's my bell. There's my bell. Woo! Hello Hurting and welcome to the ears. show, Teresa. Um, good morning. Am I on? You, you are, you my are. darling. Yeah. Good morning. Okay, good morning. I'm a first time caller. And I gave you the bell, but I, I don't have think been you heard. Listening to you from day one. <laughs> wow! Nice to hear. Wonderful. <laughs> Welcome to the show. My delphinium. Yes. I have noticed, like, when the new leaves, quite a few leaves, they sort of curl up, and in the middle, it's all like sort of bluish black. Hmm. So the. And I had it last year too, and it did affect the blooms. Mm Hmm. 
So the, the I never had that before ever. So the edges curl in towards the center. Yeah, so it's like curled, like it's on. Well, you know when the new leaves are come yep, out, yep, they yep. usually curl a little bit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But they are so curled up, and in the middle of the leaf, in the middle, yep. it's it's black. Okay, so I think what's going on there is the leaves are getting curled by a leaf rolling insect. There is are, it an insect? Well, if you very carefully uncurl the leaf yes. and look inside, I think you'll find that there's a very tiny little larva of an insect in there that's causing that curling to happen. You have to take a loop or something because yeah. I did that. Yeah, you, yeah because the, the leaves will not curl on their own unless an insect is making them do it yes. or some toxic thing has happened, spray, uh-huh. roundup, you know, not roundup necessarily, but back in the days of 2,4-D, sometimes we would see odd contorted leaves if somebody was spraying their lawn to kill the weeds and there would be an overspray that would touch other plants and we would see strange curled leaves. But because 2,4-D is outlawed, I imagine that's not the case. It's, so it's probably not an overspray from a weed or herbicide weed killer. Uh, I would suspect an insect and I would suspect the darkening is because um, moisture is getting caught inside and cupping inside that leaf and then it's starting to get a little bit of mildew. So what should I do? Should I spray with an, with um? Well, first, uncurl. See if you can find an insect. Assuming yeah. you can, you might want to go out there and, and you want to squish those insects. That's what you want to I do. Did, I didn't get that. You want to squish the insects. If you, if you can find them, you want to squish them. Yeah. Okay. Spraying will not kill the insects unless the insect is... Yeah, gets touched. Gets touched with the insecticide, yeah. exactly. And that's I, one. I did uncurl the leaves and I couldn't really, like I did it on several and I couldn't see anything. I was even thinking of taking a loop or something. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, maybe take a photograph. Can you take a pitch, a photograph can, and yeah. send it to me, email it to me? Okay. Um, and the other thing I'll mention, I know it's a bit of a trip for you from Curtis, but there's a wonderful Delphinium Festival in um, a lovely place called Plant Paradise Country Gardens on July 4th and 5th. And, and I said? And that, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to... Pardon? I'm, I'm going to tell you where it is. It's up near Schomburg. I just got to double check oh, exactly Schomburg. where it is. Oh, yeah, it's a bit of a trip <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, that's too far. But they're very yeah, smart people I, there. I, I mean, it's not that. It's just I'm so worried about my beautiful blooms again. Right. Oh, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, and I absolutely adore your show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Teresa. <laughs> so interesting. Good stuff. Thank I'm you. I'm addicted to it. Nice. Oh, my goodness well, me. Well, Frank, okay, thank get you. you. Okay, thanks. Have a for, nice day. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Teresa. Get Hi. your <clears throat> pencils give, yeah, out. You get that pencil and paper ready. Uh, we have to take a little bit of a break here, but when I come back, the very first thing I'm going to do is to give Charlie's email address so that Teresa can send and other folks can send in pictures or whatever to Charlie, okay? <laughs> so stand by for that after these words here on The Garden Show from AM740. Come on, everybody. Get up on your feet. Hey, kids, it's Brian Pinoff. Come on back to where the good times never end. The rock and roll radio of Saturday Night Bandstand.
Excited 7, I'll be featuring some of the great girl groups of the late 50s and early 1960s, plus the top five countdown from 1966. Saturday Night Bandstand on AM 740. You may be waking up to debilitating pain in the hands, feet, or legs. You may be taking Lyrica, Cymbalta, Neurontin, or Gabapentin. Then no ifs or maybes. Here is what you need to know. You should be evaluated for peripheral neuropathy. The Chowski Center manages pain associated with peripheral neuropathy without drugs or surgery. And every day it has more success. Why not you? Call the Chowski Center now, 647-547-8200. Right at Home Canada, home health care and assistance. I'm Mark Oliger. Helping your loved one who has dementia can be a struggle. Mood swings, violent behaviors, verbal abuse, forgetting your name. Remember, it's not them, it's the disease. Caring for a loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's can be very stressful and discouraging. If you're feeling anxious or stressed, know that you're not alone. Call Right at Home Canada, toll free at 1-844-635-3223. Create a -a one-of-a-kind outdoor living space that reflects your distinctive style. Visit Arts, the landscape supplier, and explore the many choices of Unilock paving stones and retaining walls to make your project your own. Begin with Unilock's free DIY seminar this morning at 10. Durham and the GTA have been trusting Arts for all their landscaping needs for over 40 years. Shouldn't you? New entrance on Lake Ridge Road just north of Taunton is now open. Visit Arts, the landscape supplier today. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And, of course, we always like to give bonuses here at AM 740. Do we? Frank Proctor is uh, here as the sous chef. That's the bonus. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The under, under, under gardener. With with the email for Charlie Dobbin. You want to reach Charlie? Okay. It's c.dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. That's c.dobbin. Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. There you are. All right. Okay, and we have to take a little trip here to Dundle. Dundle. There's Chris. Good morning, Chris. Nice place. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We got nipped pretty hard here. You did, oh. eh? Oh, I turned around and got Niagara's and Concord's that got uh, burnt and my sweet potatoes, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so, sweet potatoes would. They're really, really tender. But uh, even yeah, the, the grapes. Just, they were just sprouting, and, uh, well, that happens. Oh, man. So nothing you can do about that. But <sighs> anyway, my question is, <sighs> I got some irises. They've been there, Charlie, for about 26 years. I mm. planted them. Mm-hmm. And they're just about ready to come out into bloom. And yep. I call them black because I've, they're just... So purple or whatever, wow. yeah, black. Deep, deep color. But I need to lift them and move them. When yeah. is the best time to turn around and do that? Early August. Early August. Yep, yep. That's the best time to lift your irises of, of the form that you're referring to. Any of the the uh, bearded irises, whether they're dwarf or tall or medium. We yeah, these and, are these are oh 
Probably 24 inches, two feet. Yeah, and you should, believe they're it or not. They're all the old farmstead ones. Yeah, and amazing they're doing so well. The, the real sort of rule on irises is every four to five years, you lift and you divide because they get so crowded well, in the center. They stop. The roots are right on top, like they're the corms or whatever yeah, you choose to call yeah, them. Yeah, the rhizomes, yeah. And so you end up with just flowering on the outside of the patch, and it's all just quirky and woody and, you know, not much going on in the middle. Yeah, but they, like I say I planted them. It was 26 years ago, nice. but I got to move them. So yeah, well, that's so in oh, August. Yes, August. Unless for some reason you need to do it sooner because of construction or something, then then go ahead and do so. But it'd be nice to catch the flowers. Like wait, if you can. Oh, yeah, until, they're just about uh, ready to pop. That's I'd right. In the next yeah. week or two. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do late late July if that works better in your schedule. But the idea is you now, dig. When I, yeah, but when I lift them mm-hmm. now, I just lift them and replant them and and keep them close to the surface. Uh, that well, when you lift. You're going to inspect because you're going to check for things like borers. Irises are famous for getting a little worm inside that bores tunnels and completely destroys. So any evidence of insect damage does not get replanted. So any pieces that aren't perfect are straight into the compost or, or, you know, off the property. Yeah. Can I separate those pretty good? Yeah, of course. You could probably, you know, give away to 500 friends with the amount you probably have there now. (laughs) Uh, There's a a whack of them, that's for sure. Also, good idea to cut the... Remember, in that lifting, we're going to lose some roots, so you are going to cut the leaves down in that process. You're going to do a diagonal cut on the tallest leaves, still leaving a good, you know, half a leaf there, but you're going to lower the height by about halfway. Right, right. Not a, I thought I'd give them a good soaking when I go to lift them. Yeah, they'll, they'll lift easier, and you use a fork. You want to be very careful. Oh, yeah, because no I don't damage. want to off any more roots than I need to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and you're right. When you replant, you're planting right on the surface into yeah. a well-drained, good quality, you know, fairly fertile soil. Yeah. Okay. O- okay. That's great. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the show. Listen Wonderful. every week. Hey, that's great, Chris. An oh. hour or so of my gardening time. But I like to listen. <laughs> Thanks so that's much. That's great, pal. <laughs> Have a good one there in Dunville. Okay, bye. Okay. Remember, now, look- remember, the show is podcast. Yes. So, you know, if you want to listen on your computer later after the sun goes down. Good idea. You, or early when, tomorrow when it's raining, not tomorrow, yep. but the next day, Monday, they're calling for rain. Cross our fingers. Hope it rains. Uh, then, uh, yeah, you can always listen to to the show then. You don't Just have to, to listen live. On your computer, go to AM740. Yeah. You'll come up with a main page. Pod. Go to podcasts. Go to the uh, garden, garden show, show and then pick up the date you want to hear. Yeah, because there's years so, and yeah. years worth of shows. Well, here. yeah, and plus, this show will be probably ready to hear about Thursday or Friday. Oh, okay. Just I think it's, maybe it's Wednesday it goes it? up. But okay. either way, yeah, they're pretty oh, sure. good. For, for one day, you call me out. What is that? <laughs> Gee. <laughs> me? Oh, I know it all? <laughs> hey, Are you suggesting? <laughs> oh, heavens no. 9.31 is the time, and we have a special guest waiting. Now, I just want to pre-warn Clifford and uh, Deline uh, calling in to hang on. We haven't forgotten about you. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back, but we do have to go to the phone line right now because you have a special guest. We do. We, I'd like to welcome Claudia Zucato-Ria. She is the Director oh, of I Development. Think, I think... Oh, a problem oh. with the phone. So, uh, while we get reconnected with Claudia, okay. we'll go, indeed, we'll go to our next caller. To Clifford. That would be Clifford in Welland. Hello, Clifford. Oh, the phone itself is gone. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, now. <laughs> there you go. I, I recall this happening from time to time. And, um, do you know, that, yeah, you're going to have to, yeah, it's a Sebastian is, is saying, 
What am I going to do now? All right. Well, so you know what? You want to you go talk to Sebastian, and I'm going to yes. tell people about an upcoming event you, you do that's that. called. You do that. It's an. It's actually. Um, this is a. It's. Sorry, I've got it here in front of me. The Canada's Garden Street Contest. So, question is: Do you live on Canada's prettiest garden street? So Canadians are being invited to help the Canadian Garden Council find the country's best, prettiest, and most beautiful garden street in a contest that celebrates the passion and dedication of gardeners. So I I know everybody listening is on the edges of their seats right now. If you think your street or a street in your neighborhood is an outstanding garden street, enter it in the Canada's Garden Street Contest and let everyone in the country know how gardens, whether private or public, contribute to the quality of life on your street and in your neighborhood. The contest prize is $1,000 worth of Mark's Choice Lawn and Garden Products from Home Hardware. The contest sponsors are obviously Home Hardware and bragging rights, which is the best part, of being named Canada's Garden Street for 2015. You can enter the contest very easily. Visit www.gardendays.com. And submit your 150-word entry and a photo of your outstanding street, road, avenue, or lane. The deadline for this is June the 15th, coming up soon, so you got to get on to that. www.gardendays.ca to enter your street, 150 words, and a photo. Uh, it is, it's a really fun idea. Now, remember, Garden Days is a three-day celebration, so the um, entries, as I mentioned, have to be in by June 15th. And there will be an announcement of the winner on June the 19th, which is the first day of this year's three-day Garden Days celebration. There you go. Pretty neat. eh? But the one other thing is that Canada's Garden Street Contest is supported by Communities in Bloom. Mm -hmm. Very dear to my heart. I spent a number of summers being a judge, volunteer judge with Communities in Bloom. And that's an organization, something that a community applies to Mm -hmm. participate in. And it's where the community comes together, not just for blooms, but also for trees and, and environmental and and wonderful sort of visuals. And uh, it's an acknowledgement and a salute to the dedication, the hard work, and the aesthetic sensibilities of our country's gardeners. Well, there you are. Yeah. Now, while you're, you're chatting and doing such a fine job, too, uh, the scene here at the station is one of Mad Scurrying mm-hmm. by Sebastian, our, our board operator. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this happens where the board... The, just goes down. Yep. And so he has to run right down the hall, uh, go in and reset yeah. things. And I think what's happened, he's probably knocked people off the line because you have to get That's things right. back up. So uh, we want to, in just a couple of moments, we'll have Claudia call back in and the other folks who are online, Clifford and uh, Deline too. Now, the thing is, what we can do is use this time productively, might I say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To, yeah. And what did you have in mind? Well, I don't know. I thought maybe I might talk about Sierrasil, really? the topical analgesic spray. Oh, that, that one that you feel like you fell out of a pine tree? That's exactly the one, Charlie. Ah, you are so clever. Tell us more. Well, all right. It wasn't very long ago that I heard about this new product from Sierrasil, the same folks who make the fine little pills you take three of each morning for Charlie and I. But what you do is you take this spray and just spritz it wherever it, you, you're aching from your gardening, whatever. Yeah, so it's a, and, you've got sore muscles yeah, yeah. as opposed to sore joints. That's exactly right. And this stuff is 
I like doing it just because it smells so good. You know, <laughs> I walk around and I, I tell everybody, I feel like I've just fallen out of a pine tree. <laughs> but it really, it's effective. It, it really is. And you can even spritz it in your bath water. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just loosens up the, the muscles and mm-hmm. takes away that soreness. So... That reminds me, Sierra Sil, one of, obviously, the they, uh, products are designed for anybody, whether you're a professional athlete, uh, you're yeah. a super active, anybody who does end up with stiff joints or sore muscles. But a lot of their products are also super friendly to elderly pets. Ah. Uh, Pets with arthritis. And I wonder if the falling out of a pine tree spritzy spray would work on a pet that had sore muscles. You know, I think they, they advocate that. Yeah. They, it's, their website is great. There's some really good uh, uh, information, anecdotal from people who have used it, yep. but also obviously from the scientists behind Reviews the of, you know, what people think of Sierra. Mm-hmm. And they put everything on there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that they, uh, they cherry pick. You know, they put oh, no, everything on. No, so no, there are some folks who say, you know, I tried it. It didn't work. Well, that's there, why. Yeah. That's why you. you the fourteen days. Well, the idea is that if Sierra Sil is going to work for you, you will know within fourteen days. Right. And if it's not working after fourteen days, and you feel mm-hmm. just as stiff or uncomfortable or curmudgeonly as ever, then you can get your money back on that product, no questions asked. So that's where the phone number comes in: one eight seven seven joint fourteen. And Charlie and I will be back in just a couple of moments here at AM seven forty after these words. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden. And our apologies, but uh, these technical problems that sometimes occur... Well, it's really hit us hard. Mm-hmm. We have technicians at the moment working at the problem and seeing if we can reconnect our phone lines. Meanwhile, Charlie and I will carry on here. We have That's a number right. of things to and talk I, about. Well, and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that uh, Claudia won't be able to join us. It doesn't no. sound like for the show. Um, we will get her on in the future to talk about other upcoming events, uh, one of which is the annual Through the Garden Gate Tour mm-hmm. that Toronto Botanical Gardens hosts right. every year. This year is the 28th annual tour, private gardens, Mm -hmm. beautiful gardens. I went on a um, preview of four of them this past week. And um, yep, there were some very, very lovely gardens. It was the Lawrence Park area. So Young, Bayview, Lawrence, uh, to Blythewood Mm -hmm. is the sort of enclave. And um, yep, it was really, really... so. Great to see the preview. There's going to be some, again, wonderful food along the way. There's master gardeners in every garden. There's a bus that will take you from garden to garden, so it's very easy to participate in the tour. That tour happens on Saturday and Sunday, June 13th and 14th, between 11 and 4 o'clock, so that's worth putting on your calendar. What we were really hoping for Claudia to be able to talk about was the upcoming through the not sorry upcoming woman to woman luncheon event that is happening this Tuesday uh-huh. again at the Toronto Botanical Gardens it's the 5th anniversary uh, it's a luncheon it's all in the gardens the beautiful beautiful landscaped areas alluring there's uh, the other thing i didn't mention is an array of silent auction items you're cutting me off. I'm cutting my ears off anyway. So, um, silent auction items. So this event is from 12 till 2.30. Right. And the um, looks like we might be up 
back up into right. the world of maybe having a connection with our phones. But Claudia can tell you so much more than me. You, however, can learn more by going to torontobotanicalgarden.ca. Uh, and that will give you information. You can buy tickets. It is a limited ticketed event for the woman to woman event. It is classically women. And as I mentioned, you do dress for the event. So it's all garden party wear and beautiful hats. And there's a hat competition and uh, all kinds of cool things okay. going on. The guys have been working feverishly. And I think we've successfully reconnected with Claudia. Ah, wonderful. Oh, anyway, Claudia, are you there? Yes, I am. Wonderful. Got you back. Way to go, sir. Good morning. So <laughs> I've been I've been filling while we were trying to get you back on. And yes, well, that was thrilling. That was. Good stuff. Well, Claudia is the Director of Development for the Toronto Botanical Gardens, and you're here to fill in all the information I don't have about some of the upcoming events. So tell us what's going on this Tuesday. Well, this Tuesday is a very special day. It's essentially the most fun you can have in a garden, whether or not you are a gardener. Yep. And uh, I know that you have already given some information, but I'll give you uh, the cold notes of, uh, of the woman to woman. Uh, this year, it's uh, presented by RBC Bank, and we're thrilled to have them on board to celebrate the fifth anniversary of this amazing event. Um, I heard you say, Charlie, that uh, uh, you need to dress up for it. That is really uh, part of the soul of this event. Mm. It's an opportunity for women uh, of all ages really to have a little fun with their femininity. There is uh, a lot going on as far as uh, beautiful garden frocks mm-hmm. and uh, uh, hats and fascinators. And we do have a hat and fascinator competition uh, that will be judged by well, who else? Four fashionistas yes. from the city. Um, and uh, we will award uh, four prizes uh, in four different categories. Uh, and because it is the fifth anniversary, which is quite a milestone for a new fundraising event in Toronto, uh, we are also planning a lot of surprises, a lot of uh, wonderful opportunities to multiply the fun, essentially. Oh, good to hear. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> and, and your website is great. It's got some lovely photographs of some of the women from the past couple of years. And, uh, yep, those hats and fascinators. They Ooh. are gorgeous. And speaking of gorgeous, you have a special guest, uh, Trey Armstrong. Yes, you oh, saw we that. we certainly do. We are so lucky to have Trey Armstrong. And most people would know her from So You Think You Can Dance Canada. Uh, she was a judge uh, for several seasons. She is uh, wonderful, full of zest. And she will add a wonderful element of, uh, uh, you know, uh, another art form, essentially, uh, to add to the one that we consider certainly an art form, which is horticulture and the beauty of the garden. Uh, Trey Armstrong comes uh, uh, to us as uh, the master of ceremonies for the event. Oh, that's wonderful. Good for you. Yes. Yeah, I guess so could, we're quite thrilled to have her. So could we put Frank in a dress and bring him to this event? Would that be allowed? <laughs> you know, I think that would, would be worth the price of a mission. Uh, well, I'll bet you. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a black dress, i got to wear pearls. I think that's it's, it. It's the know. heels. Oh, well, we can try. We but can you try. have your mod character, don't you? Oh, well, Maudie sometimes Maudie. makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us exactly for the folks who maybe just tuned in mm-hmm. where this event is and mm-hmm. how they can get to it. 
Absolutely. So again, it's a Tuesday, May the 26th. Keep your fingers crossed for good weather, but it is a rain or shine event. We are certainly well prepared with wonderful uh, tented areas that will, uh, you know, will not be uh, make you afraid of a little bit of rain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the middle of the beautiful Toronto Botanical Gardens. Um, you can get there, uh, basically point northeast, and you're going to Leslie and Lawrence. Adjacent to what most people would know is the Edwards Garden. Right. There you are. And, and you can find tickets online mm-hmm. at www.torontobotanicalgarden.ca. And uh, you will also uh, find links to all sorts of information about that, uh, uh, particularly about uh, the Toronto Botanical Garden, which is the charitable organization, Woman to Woman Support. Right. Good stuff. And there's always lots going on in the garden anyway, whether it's children's activities or it's farmer's markets or it's, you know, various and sundry things going on. So it's a beautiful place to visit. I highly recommend it. And I want to thank you so much, Claudia, for joining us today. Thank you. Our apologies for delays in there. And I hope everybody got the message. It's going to be a very fun event on Tuesday. And I will see you there. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Claudia. Thanks. Have a great day and a great Tuesday coming up. You bet. Well, we have uh, reconnected with a lot of folks. Uh, I know Clifford was hanging on the line there from Welland, so he is with us once again. Hi, Clifford. Hi, how's it going? Good. (laughs) Great. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, my question is just about uh, planting beans from uh, from seed. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I put in a bunch of lima beans, and only about half of them came up. So I was thinking this year, before putting them in the ground, if I was to soak them in room temperature water mm-hmm. overnight or something, would that help? Yes, you can for sure, particularly with you know a bean seed, which is such a hard, you know, solidly sealed seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good example is nasturtiums, radishes, beets. Many of these. These uh, seeds will very much benefit from an overnight, just a little custard dish with room temperature water, whatever your seeds are, dump them in there, let them sit overnight, and then plant them in the morning, and you're good to go. That's uh, it, You'll definitely see your germination levels will go up. Age of seed is important as well. Some seeds do not hold well for, for years and years and years. Yeah. So there are ways to test your germination, and then, you know, if necessary, plant three for every one you expect to, you know, to keep. You can always think them, right? Right, right. Okay. Well, I got these seeds from some seed, uh, big seed place here in Niagara. Mm-hmm. So I figure they should be fresh. Oh, they should for sure if you've just purchased them this year. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no, great idea. Soaking them overnight. Um, yeah, I would do it for sure. Okay, great. All right. Thanks a lot, Clifford. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for joining us call. here on The Garden Show. Okay. Mm-hmm. AM 740, Zuma Radio. And we do have to uh, take one more little break here. Okay. And then we're going to be coming back to uh, have a word with Diane in New Hamburg, Rosa in Milton. We have one line free at uh, 416-360-0740. Or if you're out of town, one 866 When I say out of town, I mean anywhere in the province. Uh, I went up to Sudbury last Wednesday really? with uh, Shirley to meet a couple of her friends, mm-hmm. and we picked up the station all the way into Sudbury. Unbelievable! It was wow. great. Clear yeah. signal, and was that daytime yeah. or nighttime? Yeah, daytime. Hmm, but amazing. boy, oh boy, it was it was uh, great. Anyway, uh, we're going to be back in just a couple of moments after these words from some of our fine sponsors here on the Garden Show AM seven forty. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. 
This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, delighted to tell you that Delaine, who uh, was on hold there, and then we had our technical problems, she's rejoined us from Barry. Good morning, Delaine. And a good day to you, and you need that. (laughs) You're right. Welcome back, (laughs) Delaine. Anyway, I'm having a problem with my Rosa Sharon. Mm -hmm. I have three trees, but one of them has got cream-colored branches on it with no leaves on it but there's a lot of new shoot new leaves showing at the very base mm. i'm just the the cream colored ones don't seem brittle but i'm just wondering if uh, in comparison the other ones are sort of a want deep wine brownish color so i'm just wondering can i cut that all that stuff that looks dead down without killing the tree uh, okay, so the one – now, you mentioned it cream-colored. You mean the branches are cream-colored or the when it flowers, they're cream-colored? No, no, the, the branches are cream-colored. Oh, they really are. So if you rubbed that creaminess on that – it should be gray. The the um, bark of a Rose of Sharon is quite a, a pale gray. Is that well, like some a – Some of them are – like I have three different trees mm. on some of the trees – they are gray, but on this particular one that mm. looks like it's kicking the bucket, it doesn't yet. Sound. It, it has sort of purple brownish. Yep, that would be deadwood branches, I should say. Yep, yep, that'll be deadwood for sure. Anything white or creamy colored, it's probably a mildew. Like if if you just like rub your thumb on it, I think you'll find it'll be a superficial, will come off kind of no, mildew. No, nothing comes off. Oh, they, really? They, okay. they just seem healthy, but they don't. Hmm. Uh, they're not brittle. Uh, they don't feel like they're dead, but I'm just wondering if I should cut all the cream-colored ones off. What I would do, you mentioned lots of green sprouts from the bottom. Yeah. Keeping in mind that Rose of Sharon is a Zone 5 plant, and you're planting this in berry, so you're very much on the edge of Zone 5 probably. And so I would suggest one of two things. You know that if you take all that white or creamy-colored stuff off, you can start a brand-new plant starting at the base because you've got the green sprouts happening there. Oh, okay. So you could go ahead and do that now. Or if you say, well, I just want to see if I you know, get a little more height this year, then what I would do is I would do a first initial tip pruning now. So take an inch off of every stem and branch. Even the cream-colored ones? Even the cream-colored ones. If it's clearly dead brittle wood, remove all of it. But if it's got flexibility to it, then strictly just an inch and see what happens. Give it two weeks. If you're not seeing sprouting from that growth that is currently above ground with no sprouts, then you're going to go right down and hack everything off at ground level. Okay. And, and allow the new green from the root to come up. Oh, great. Okay, thank okay. you so very much. You're very welcome. Thanks thank you, Delaine. Call. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks. You bet you bye now. And we are having a great day here at AM740. Always. Chance to check in for a, from a resident of New Hamburg. That would be Diane. Good morning, Diane. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. I'm a first-time caller. Well, oh, hold on then. <laughs> there we go. You have your wings. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, I'm calling about my lilac bush. Yes. Uh, it's about five years old, and it hasn't, last year it didn't bloom at all. Mm. This year it's got two blooms. Oh, so two buds or actual blooms. Is it blooming yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason... And I gave it Epsom salts in the spring. Okay. Is that a yeah. thing to do? Uh, Epsom salts are magnesium sulfate, and many plants very much do benefit from magnesium sulfate. I don't think of lilac as one that necessarily would would be kind of be boosted, but 
There's a great website called the Epsom Salt Council of Canada. Mm-hmm. And on that website, it gives you all the uses of Epsom salts. You are kidding me. It's amazing. And, of course, all the garden uses are there as well, like quantities. Yeah, yeah. Like tomatoes, roses, those are two that come to mind that truly, truly do benefit from Epsom oh. salts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, li- the reason lilacs sometimes don't bloom couple of reasons. One is sun. How much sun is your lilac in? All day. All day. Perfect. Number two, pruning. Have you done any pruning on this lilac? Well, last year, um, after the season was finished, I mean, I didn't have any blooms, but I did cut it down. Okay, about good. For, a third. Good for you. And you, based on the fact that yours didn't bloom, but other people's did, yes. you cut yours after everybody else's had just finished. Mm-hmm. Good timing. Perfect. Uh, number three would be soil. Uh, it's This lilac is not growing in a wet, low-lying area, is it? No, I would say not. Okay, because it does like a well-drained situation. They are very typically pretty tough, um, depending on whether it's a French lilac or, or one of the more species lilacs. They do, they, they handle wind, they handle sun, they like well-drained soils. You know, the hills and dales, they want to be up on the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you planted it about five years ago. Do you know what kind of lilac it is? It's the real dark purple. Oh, okay, lovely. I don't know the name of it like anymore. Charles but... Jolly or one of those. They're very dark. Hmm. Uh, fertilizer. Have you fertilized at all? Not really. Okay, so you, but you did the Epsom salts. So what yeah. I would consider now would be a flowering plant fertilizer. Okay. And uh, all our garden plants should be fertilized with an appropriate balanced fertilizer. Flowering plant fertilizers typically have a higher n- middle number, so it's a number like a 15, 30, 15. Okay. And, and that, will, that phosphorus will encourage flower bud formation, which, mm-hmm. of course, you want that to happen in August for next spring. Uh, so. If what, you, in August? The, the flower buds will form at well, the that's end. When they form. Okay. That's right, at the end of the mm-hmm. summer. So that's mm-hmm. why if you're going to do any pruning on a lilac, you do it now or right after mm-hmm. they finish blooming, and then you do not prune at all until okay. next year after they, after they bloom. All right, good. Okay. So how many times would you fertilize it through the... Uh, well, it depends. Uh, if you're using a water-soluble fertilizer, so mixing it up in the watering can type stuff, you'll yeah. do that once a month right through to the end of July. All right. If you're using a granular fertilizer, usually I'll just do that once in the spring. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you very much. You Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, okay, yeah, then. The, the old... Bye. Uh, Bye-bye. Have a good day, <laughs> the Delane, uh, from Barry. Uh we have to, if we were a training, now we'd be going into the siding because <laughs> we don't our time, time but, has just oh, but, run out. But look, come on, it's Rosa. Oh, Rosa? Rosa's calling. Can, we, can you think we can get her on the air real quick. quick? Okay, Rosa, hello there. Hello, I'm here waiting. Okay, honey, go ahead. What's going on? Uh, okay, my problem, thank you for taking the call. My problem is uh, we planted six plants of basil. Mm-hmm. And now we left them out last night for getting completely to cover them, right? Right. So now they're... Yep. Yeah. They're done. Now, uh, that's it? They're dead? Or can we leave them there and they will come back maybe from the bottom or they, something? You can. You can wait and see. They may. I would go and trim off anything that's black or mush or collapsed. And, and you're right. seems like they're just... Yep, just yeah. might be a ground level. But you have a little green stem, and you never know. The root might have survived. But basil at this time of year is very, very available and quite affordable. So I personally wouldn't wait. I would get more and replace. 
Okay, thank okay. you. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Rosa. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we did. We could solve that problem so quickly. Ab. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well, with the name well, of Rosa, come it, on. Natural. It's Na- the Garden Show. Yeah. Righto. So, you're back. I'm back uh, from 2 afternoon. to 3.30, mm-hmm. and uh, I shall be all spruced up and uh, ready to say hi to some of our folk coming through on the Correct. doors open. Doors open. Yeah. So everybody's welcome. Remember, Zoomerplex today until 4 o'clock is all open. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Sebastian. Big hugs from us. It was an interesting show. Thanks to all our great callers. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.